that's em- that is embarrassing. I'm not doing that. Um, that was the sound of Matthew Perslow and Dale Driver meowing for you. If you turn this podcast off now, I wouldn't blame you because that was frankly horrible to listen to. Um, why did you guys do that? What could possibly link a meow to something? Cat so, thing, innit? Yeah. Cat thing. Video game about cats. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that game Stray. We're going to be talking about Stray this week on the IGN UK podcast, as well as a few other things. Uh, Dale seems and played some Saints Row. Mm-hmm. There's a Resident Evil TV show out. Uh, mm-hmm. They're giving that another go. Um, I've been washing the hell out of things and also playing a game I really should have played a long time ago, but we'll get on to all that in a bit. First... Why don't we do the most British thing of all time and talk about the weather? Wasn't it warm? What are we doing this for? I was joking. Let's talk about Stray. (laughs) Um, Stray, the new cat game on PlayStation and PC, I believe. Um, Dale, you finished it. Matt, you're right near the end of the game, I believe. I've only played an hour, but from my... I'll just give my thoughts, because I don't have as many developed thoughts as you guys will have, is it's a very pretty game. The soundtrack is incredible. I really love the music in this game. Um... Love how the cats move. Love all that. I will say, quite a slow start. Not necessarily narrative-wise. I think they get on with that and get you into that world quite well. But just mechanics-wise, they introduce that quite slowly. And yeah, my big... An hour in, I am enjoying the feel of it a lot. But I can't say I'm having a great time with it as a game, necessarily. Mm. So what what do you guys think? Does Does it develop much, you know... Do the puzzles become complicated? Is there any action to this game that's that's, that's thrilling? You'd say? I would say the hour, first hour was my definitely least favourite part of the game. Okay. Like I started playing that game disliking it. Um, and I think that's because <laughs> I'm not a cat person at all. And it Ooh. very much felt like the first hour felt like Cat Simulator to a certain degree. There was a lot of doing things that don't necessarily push the game forward you're not a big rug scratcher yeah that sort of stuff i was like and like you know and meowing and like um scratching up against things and stuff i was like am i just playing a cat simulation game however mm. when you get past that what there is is actually like a really good puzzle environment game platforming game i think there's an there's quite a significant amount of depth to some of the environments and what you can do in those environments and how you interact with it. And I quickly forgot that I was a cat almost. It was just more about exploration. So you the just cat start part, licking your wrist halfway through But the cat thing didn't just... seem to bother me anymore. Like, I'm way more of a dog person. Matt, I know you're way more of a cat person. Mm-hmm. So maybe you want to talk from your perspective. I think, for, yeah. So for me, I think the first hour is incredibly adorable. Like as someone <laughs> that has two cats that live with me, um, it's kind of, there's a lot of, you start to see very quickly how this developer has obviously studied cats and, and picked up a lot of their mannerisms. A lot of that is the, uh, for lack of a better term, like the meme mannerisms of cats, lots of mm. pushing things yeah. off the side of work surfaces, but also the way that like you can sneak through little gaps and the way that like they hop and that like, you always land on your feet. So the platforming feels very, very true to a cat. And sure. partially that's because... It's not a free platformer, right? Like you can't just freely jump around. It's it's very much like you walk to the edge of a ledge, then you look down. There's an area that you can jump to and you press X to jump to it and it automatically mm-hmm. jumps you there. I think if it had like a more freeform system that you might think that you'd want from something like Mario, it wouldn't feel like a game about cats. It's very yeah. thematic in that. It's got the purposefulness. Um, so I did enjoy that first hour. I definitely think when you... The first hour is, I guess, or maybe half an hour is kind of linear. 
and then it opens up into this kind of more open city which is where i think that it kind of comes into its own that's the stuff i really like where it's about just wandering around trying to figure out what the hell this place is and like finding the stuff that you need to push the kind of story forward there are bits of it that I don't like as much. There's some Crash bandicoot bits where you have to run away from bugs. And I find those a bit like just they feel a bit like they're shoehorned in there for the sake of having like gameplay variety. I think I'd much rather have had more environment variety and doing more stuff around there because I like the the free form of just like wandering around as a cat and finding out little mysteries and stuff like that. Mm. Um, but yeah, kind of like the the vibe and the city itself provides more depth than is just it's not just a cozy game about a cat it does actually have like stuff for quote-unquote people that want like a more traditional game like that does Mm. exist here as well as the cozy stuff yeah Yeah. i mean ironically what i've played so far for a cat game and not a dog game there's a lot of fetch quests um i'm just kind of fetching well look (laughs) if i wrote the review that would have been a a funny little line cats like to fetch as well (laughs) Yeah, but not to the, you know, <laughs> you associate fetch with dogs. Cats, they kind of, you know, if you throw something, they'll go play with it. They won't necessarily bring it back. Do you know what I mean? Whereas a dog might bring Some it cats back. do. I've got cats that <laughs> like to bring things back. Well, I don't know what you're throwing at them. But, um, yeah, I just, yeah, I, I'm enjoying it so far, but I'm just, yeah, I don't know what I was expecting. Yeah. So that was my my thing. I don't know. I only played it, I think, because of word of mouth, because people mm. were saying it's it's good fun. And also, also the fact that it was free on PS Plus. And only like, five hours as well. That's, yeah, that's like it. It, was a, it was a massive, like, I had to try it out. But I'm having a good time. And also, like, I think there's a surprising amount of personality in it, considering mm. it's about a cat that obviously doesn't well, speak. And just no spoken, <laughs> yeah, words in the whole game. Like, yeah. even the rope, like the robots, I think they do quite a good, from the few I've seen, of, like, dressing them and even, like, the way their text is read of giving them some personality. I think they've done a great job there. I love the design of the robots. I mm-hmm. think they're fantastic. Like, I think, um, like, it's a very minimalist and simple design of a digital screen with animated faces but mm. like really expressive i've got a lot of character and personality from them and you meet tons of them as well and they've all got their own little you know very yeah. micro stories you know they're very two-dimensional but I, th- I thought it was a fun environment to explore there's exactly. a like matt said when it opens up into the city environment where it's more it's like a little mini open world where you're doing all the quests for, you know, you have to get this item for this person who will then unlock this thing and then then give you mm-hmm. that. That is like some of the most fun I've had with that game. I, I've really enjoyed working my way around that environment yeah. and talking to all these characters. I really like that those robots as well. Well, the ones I've met anyway are all friendly, want to have time for you. Like I was worried when I started this game that it would be kind of a little bit oppressive. Like you'd be dodging everyone, no one would want to talk to you, be running away from them. Whereas actually, it seems from what I've seen quite welcoming. Apart from these zerks I've been hearing about, these little scuttling yeah. red things mm-hmm. that just want to jump on you. What I haven't done yet is I've managed to escape them every time. Like, what happens if you let them overwhelm you? Does you the die. cat die? Yeah, Does yeah. the die. cat die? Oh, I don't want to see the cat die. Mate, there's a trophy for dying nine times. Oh, but I don't want to see the cat die. <laughs> it's it's um, not traumatic. No, it's not that bad. <laughs> what I will say is, is there is, I think there's some narrative elements of darkness as the game goes on. Definitely mm. as you work your way through this walled city, there's elements that are like, oh, okay, that's kind of leans closer into the cyberpunk vibe. But certainly a lot of it is designed to be kind of just like enjoyably kind of personality fueled. I think like you say, Dale, like every single one of those robots like has a very tiny narrative that runs with what like you just watching them do something. 
and probably kind of like you know maybe four out of ten have an interaction that you can do with them that kind of changes that emotion like you can knock over a paint can which makes them upset because now they have to clean it up or you can like purr up alongside them which makes them happy because you're yeah. there and those little kind of just micro stories that you get i think are very cute mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. is an, another environment that opens up late i won't go into detail with it but there is other ty- enemy types which is way more um it's more of a stealth mechanic um found that to be a little tiresome it's very mm-hmm. sort of basic rudimentary stealth really just uh, okay. avoiding cones of vision mm-hmm. sort of thing i that think is- that's yeah. where I come in. Like, I really like the you get to be a cat and you get to you get to do, I suppose, almost slightly Zelda-ish kind of like as you say, find item for this person. Mm. This person then allows you to unlock, and that kind of discovery-style gameplay, I think, is far superior to yes. any of its like sprinting gameplay or its more traditional gamified elements. Like, it is yeah. better when it is being about a cat in a city than it is anything else. Hundred yeah, percent. Uh, there's nothing I quite dislike more in a game that I'm really enjoying when they suddenly give me like a f- an enforced stealth section, so I'm not looking forward to that now. So it's it's there. very simple to get through. Okay, to be cool. It's not a challenging, but it's just, yeah, like Matt said, I think there's like two or three like little mini open world locations where you have to do quests for people. They are the best parts of the game. They are the most mm-hmm. fun, especially when you first arrive in these locations, especially because of the sort of chaotic way they're organised. Like manip- getting your marking your way through that environment is quite like finding your bearings is quite tough at first because there's no map, right? Yeah, and like yeah. it, it is about like cats don't get maps, do they? Yeah, so you exactly. have to learn it. And also, yeah, you know, a cat's way of climbing, you know, getting up to a second level is very different from going up a staircase. Yeah. You know, I do love getting in a little bucket though and taking a ride. <laughs> exactly, that is fantastic. So those, uh, those sort of things are stand out. I, honestly, I feel like the game could have done with another one of those sections and less of the linear sections, um, but because it's such a short game as well, though the linear sections didn't overstay their welcome too mm-hmm. much. So, Does, yeah, Do fun. the side quests and side activities add anything of note to the game? Or are they just like little, like, are they a few more completionist things? Or so can you get completionist, stuff? yes. Um, the, I guess, so there is little badges to unlock and the badges go on the side of your outfit. You get a couple of them through the story, oh, okay. but there's um, several more that you get through completing side quests. Uh, so just, you know, Nothing, nothing of great. It's not going to change the story or anything. No, no, yeah. no. I don't think so. Anyway, there might be. Maybe if you get all the badges, there's a different ending. I don't know. <laughs> Badge king. All right, nice. <laughs> I'm looking forward to. I'll probably finish it this weekend. Like I said, it's only what four to five hours long. I uh-huh. think it's not not long at all. It's nice to have a nice little and short thing. To, yeah. If you're on the there's a oh there's a dedicated button to meow, and if you're on the PC, Jesse's just discovered this today. Someone has oh, made yeah. a mod so you can make the cat say Jason from Heavy Rain instead Jason. of meowing. <laughs> So if you're on the PC, you owe it to yourself to install that mod. Jason. <laughs> and I think I've already seen, is it uh, a snake from Metal Gear uh, eye patch as well for the cat? <laughs> I think it's just it's an eye patch. I don't know if uh, it's specifically snake. I just see a game of an eye patch and I think it's snake. So yeah. there you go. Very good stuff. That is Stray, the cat game. Free if you have if you have PlayStation Plus Premium. Pre- I'm getting confused with all yeah, these. Pre- Not pre- if you have the basic one. No, I think, I think it's the mid extra. one as well. Yeah, the mid yeah. one and the high one. Extra oh, and premium. If you I don't think. have basic, you don't get it. You have they so fuck this. They fuck <laughs> this so royally. PlayStation, what are you doing? Do you find with that with the new system as well? When I go to because now I'm trying to check in because I've got the premium. I want to mm-hmm. see if there's old games I want to play. Mm. I feel like when I go to it, I still have to wade through screens of them trying to sell me PlayStation Plus. 
to get to where like I just show me the list of games that are yeah, made. it's difficult it's difficult now oh god life is hard I did download <laughs> uh, the Toy Story 2 Buzz Lightyear game though and let me tell you that still bangs that's a good time <laughs> does it, have, I say does it still, stand up um, it made me feel good um, it's not a good game at oh, all okay. <laughs> but, I played a bit of Ape Escape and I played a bit of Cypher Phil and Cypher Phil oh boy is that aged <laughs> like that was it felt unplayable nice um, I don't know. I said nice. <laughs> it's unplayable. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, um, Dale, you've also been playing. So I know you've been playing a lot this uh, past week or two, haven't you? You've, is yeah, it four whole hours? <laughs> is it four whole hours you got to play for the new Saints Row? Uh, yeah, I believe it was four hours. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Jesus. Four hours. That's as long as straight you got to spend in. Is it Santo Eleso? I believe. Santo Eleso. Yeah, that's right. Um, what do you think? I kind of I saw. What was it a month or two ago now? So, like a hands-off presentation with gameplay of Saints Row, and I thought, oh, this looks kind of old school, kind of going back to what these games were, kind of a bit of stupid, janky fun. Is that what we can still expect? Yeah. So, like that size sort of indicates that maybe I'm going to come into this negatively, <laughs> but I will start positively into saying it's exactly what you think it's going to be, mm-hmm. and fundamentally, it plays fine. It plays exactly what you expect. Like, like. Unfortunately, one of those things where if this came 10 years ago, it'd feel way more up to date. It it, it just feels like significant luck I've played about 20 of these games mm. in the last five years. Um, and, and what makes Saints Row stand out to me, Saints Row the third is the, the game. Like I was never really much interested in the ones before or the one after. And it feels like it's a bit short of that in terms of the craziness and the wackiness. And I understand for a lot of people, the balance between Saints Row and 2 and 3 is like the sweet spot is what they're looking for. For me, not so much. Um, like a good example of this was, so me and Jesse played it together. We played co-op for quite a significant amount of time. We had a lot of fun playing it. But there was one point where we were looking thing- for things to do. And we were like, let's go, there's a gun shop on the map. Let's go to the gun shop and see what crazy weapons we can get. Mm. the crazy weapons were m16 nine millimeter <laughs> like oh, the the most the craziest it got was a rocket launcher like and shotguns they were all very standard weapons now i understand i've only played a short amount and i suspect these crazy weapons might come at a later date yeah because i saw quite a few when i saw it but obviously i haven't got to play it yet like yeah. yeah i saw yeah like sticky grenades that send people flying into the air and then they right. explode and like finger like these foam finger guns that just shoot out blasts like so they I have seen crazy that weapons from videos but also like this is a sort of inside baseball sort of thing i feel like if you know if you preview event show off some of the good stuff you know <laughs> and i didn't get to see anything like that so uh, from that point of view it was like slightly disappointing also the grenade thing you can't even get grenades to throw until like you're level 7 you have to like mm. unlock the ability to do it. Super frustrating. And we this was basically a preview event where it was the start of the game. So yeah. we were doing the whole starting section, which, you know, is fine, but it was it's like largely skippable. No one's playing Saints Row for the in-depth storytelling. That's what I was gonna they? say. Like you wanna just muck around in that world with crazy yeah. weapons, don't you? Like you're not in it necessarily for yeah, a really tight narrative and Exactly. Yeah. And I saw clips in trailers where there was like hoverboards and stuff. I didn't get to do any of that. So I just <laughs> feel like I maybe I feel like I'm doing a disservice as a game to but I'm saying I didn't have a good experience. Like me and Jesse mm. playing co-op together was a good time, but only because we were just dicking about together. So yeah, there's always that balance, isn't there? Like I've had it with games like at preview events where like there's that balance of they don't want to show you all the cool stuff so people 
it isn't spoiled for people and their surprises. But also, you don't want to show just all the bland stuff because then the impressions go bad. There has to be yeah. that balance, and especially with a game like Saints Row, I feel like that game's out in a month. You just want to get some hype going. Let people go a bit mad with some crazy yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, and that's not to say you can't do some crazy things. Like, one of my favourite things to do, and we did it a lot, is if you're a passenger in a car, you can just get out and be on the roof. And the, lie down on the roof. Uh, the idea there is that you've got you can use better weapons. You don't just shoot them with a pistol, but also at any point you can just jump off and activate a wingsuit and just fly yeah, off. Me and Jesse spent a good twenty minutes. That did look like some of the best stuff I've seen. Is like yeah. uh, that just cause style, like eject and glide and get into yeah. another car. And also the, I'm not sure how you felt about the driving, but I liked the look of it. It looked a bit burnout the way it's, you can shunt into cars. Yeah, that bit's cool. It is a bit floaty though. It's very. It's it's perhaps maybe a bit too arcadey. There is very much the go at full speed drive it to your checkpoint and then just like you don't even have to put the brakes on just let the car just wallop into the side of the building and get out of it it's very much that's a lot of that it's almost like incentivized because there's no consequences in that game i'm up for any game that just constantly ticks up and gives me xp or points for driving in the wrong lane though yeah and that's what this game does they definitely encourage that like i think we only um incurred the wrath of the um, i forget what they call them but the police the wanted level situation mm. i think we only actually got that once and we were causing a lot of chaos so it's <laughs> like it's very lenient on that which is you know in the saints row mold i've seen there's all sorts of like i saw on the trailers there's when you're gliding you can at some point unlock an ability where you can use pa- uh, people on the street as like a boosting off yeah, a jumping yeah. off point and bounce off them and continue a glide i didn't have that ability so i couldn't do that mm. um but I like that. I, I think Saints Row 4 went too far with the jumping over buildings and just being a super human, basically. But I definitely feel like from what I've seen, I could do with a bit more Saints Row 3 for me. Okay. How are you feeling about it, Matt? Well, my question is, Dylan, what's new in it? Because mm. honestly, it just, everything that you described, it just sounds like I've, I know that you said kind of like you've played 20 of these games, but the idea of it being a, uh, a middle ground between Saints Row 2 and Saints Row 3. Well, that exists. That's called Watch Dogs 2. And I played that and I enjoyed it. I don't need another one. Um, but it's like, at least with the original series of Saints Row, there's clearly a different... Like, the first one is quite different to the second one, yeah. quite different to the third, and the fourth is absolute wacko. Yeah. What I don't understand what the difference is between this and any other kind of standard GTA clone. Yeah, so from what I can see, there is none. Um, <laughs> it, it definitely feels like more, you've missed Saints Row. Here's Saints Row back for you. And it's right. exactly how you remember it. And we've added not much except for, you know, refinement and polish. And mm-hmm. um, they brought back the insurance fraud mode, which is like the burnouts crash mode style thing. But again, that was in Saints Row yeah. 3. So mm-hmm. it's not necessarily new. Um, yeah, a, maybe a couple of tiny mechanics that aren't probably worth mentioning in. But unfortunately, yes, it does. For me, it feels like a bit of a dud at this point because it's a game I've played a million times. Mm-hmm. And Watch Dogs 2 is a great game and I'd rather be playing Watch Dogs mm-hmm. 2. Yeah. However, what you unlock further down the line, like I said, if you got all of a sudden you're unlocking hoverboards and foam mm-hmm. finger guns and the situations, like the story missions get more crazy and bombastic. Like I did do a story mission where it's like very much inspired by Uncharted, where you're on the back of a vehicle and you're all chasing a... Um, convoy of other vehicles and Mm -hmm. you're jumping on the back of them and they explode but it didn't feel half as dynamic as like an uncharted or a last of us or something like that Mm -hmm. would it felt like a cheap imitation almost which is kind of saints rose mantra i guess it's sort of their shtick isn't it um so who knows where it could go i was just saying like 
if you're excited for more Saints Row in 2022, then this is absolutely that. But it doesn't feel like it's reinventing anything, mm. unfortunately. Well, it's out in a, well, almost exactly a month, I think. And yeah, I'm, I'm still telling myself I'm going to give it a go. It does come out the week of Gamescom, though, so I probably won't find the time. But yeah, um, yeah I'm still looking forward to giving it a go. Mm-hmm. It's definitely one I think I'll wait for reviews, wait for footage of people later in the game, see how things turn out yeah. i think one um, last point um just even i don't know how well you guys remember saints row 3 but there was like a few opening missions where there's like one when you were um paragliding on the, to the top of your building which was going to be your base and like yeah. Kanye west power was blasting out and then there's a scene right at the end of the game where it's like um there's a hero i forget the name of the song but it's a popular 80s hero song playing when you rush race into the moment yeah and it's like mm-hmm. i don't feel like there was any of that either like iconic story missions that i'd want to talk about and like how cool was that moment um although actually no there was there was a chase away from the cops and they were playing um oh god i've forgotten it but it's a popular song in that sort of vein <laughs> a pop song. yeah <laughs> um but i felt like i wanted more moments like that those moments have stuck in my head and it's been when did saints Row free come out 10 years ago more yeah than that, maybe huh? more that- uh, so it felt like there was there wasn't much like that um and the crew seem pretty unlikable so far as well. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. Uh, well, there you go. Still be excited for it, but you know, maybe just temper a little. There's some. There's some previews out there. Take a look for yourself. Uh, we've got a great one on IGN. Um, now, are we gonna? Uh, I swear, this has kind of been a, a Dale podcast so far. Um, but I know <laughs> Matt, you've also been watching. I haven't had time to watch any of it yet. Um, but then again, I'm not a big Resident Evil head. Um, mm. Resident Evil is back, this time on Netflix, in live action form. This isn't an animated one. There's so many different Resident Evil projects going oh, on yeah. that I get confused. Mm-hmm. Um, how is this one? Is this one the one that's worth watching? So, there is a lot of kind of like tweets and op-eds going around about the idea that this is the best adaptation, like the best live action adaptation mm. of Resident Evil that ever has been. I agree with that. But that's a low bar. It's because the bar is so (laughs) fucking low that you can make bad and it can still be the best adaptation that has been. Mm. By no means is Netflix's Resident Evil a good television show. However, it is weirdly compelling. (laughs) And I have watched all of it and sort of had a good time with it. But what I will say is it bears very little resemblance to Resident Evil for most of its, its run. Um... The bits that it does go full resi are kind of like fun because if you've played those games, it's like, oh, cool, that's an Easter egg I do enjoy. Mm. It does feel like it was made for the CW. Like, yeah. oh, it 100%. is. 100%. If you've watched any of the Arrowverse shows or particularly like, um, so this is a show that's set over two time periods. In the 2030s, it's set in a full zombie apocalypse. That section reminds me a lot of a CW show called The Hundred, which was set on like post-apocalypse Earth. Dude, I literally had that note in my head. I was, like, <laughs> I was going to say it feels like cheap sci-fi, like The Hundred or Terra Nova. Yeah, you know, one of those sci-fi shows where everyone. All these words you're telling me are cheap. not making me want to watch this show. I'm not going to lie to you guys. And the big reason why it reminds me of that is like a lot of the dialogue is of the grade that the CW has. Mm. But it's the music work that it does. Like every episode ends with like a real modern kind of pop tune. On the nose. That, well. Yeah. Like super, they find something like, oh, this has got lyrics that really relate to the bit of story we've just dropped. It's just this, like One Tree Hill or something. Yeah. 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 Dude, yeah. My, yeah. Favorite, <laughs> my favorite one when they use the music was when. 
they were introducing the character of Billy, who's got a haircut style that maybe evokes Billy Eilish, and they play Billy Eilish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, like story-wise, are they doing their own thing? I've seen are they take they're like taking bits from different bits of well, different games, so aren't they? Resident Evil is canon to the show. I don't know if the show is considered canon to the games, but the Raccoon City incident exists within okay. the realm of the show. But this is obviously set in the modern day. So the, the there's two, as I say, there's the two time periods. The post-apocalypse stuff is the 2030s. The modern day stuff set in 2022 is about kind of like Umbrella and they've got a new drug coming out called Joy. And that's obviously a bad thing for everyone. It's not going to bring anyone joy. Yeah. But the whole idea is this is an Umbrella that in the past did nuke Raccoon City, has developed the T-Virus. The idea of, like, Albert Wesker is a character in it, and this is the Wesker from the games. Like, you will get to see flashbacks... Is it? ...where he's, where he, he's wearing the trench coat. But, like... like but, 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 okay, so maybe... I've only watched three episodes, so I don't know these mm-hmm. answers. But he's a doctor... He has two daughters. This is stuff that's never in the game. Well, because it's set so far after, like, like a lot it's of building the... it out, Dale. It's breaching <laughs> it. You know, when was Wesker last in? And it, you know, it does make reference to the idea that, that the last time you saw Wesker was Resi Five, right? When he's yeah, in the coat. That's when and he stuff. dies. Yeah. There is like a sequence that talks about the idea of two thousand and five, which obviously is in the years leading up to Resi Five. Okay. So all of this, yes, he's played by Lance Reddick, that doesn't look anything like what Wesker does. Yeah, but, you know, just whatever. excuse yeah. the casting. Um, but you know the Resi stuff does exist, and there are kind of visual nods to Resi Four at moments. Um, there's like the the way that it does zombies occasionally has little nods and touches to yeah. old Resi. So old Resi exists within the idea oh. of the show, but it is very much its own thing. And much like Resi, it goes off the rails. Like I think <laughs> one of the wonderful things about Resi is how that like they are very very camp. Uh, stories that are augmented with with ridiculous amounts of gore and stupid enemies and stuff like that this definitely tries to do that and I admire that it does try and that almost is part of the compelling reason to watch Um, it's just, it's like, it's the wrong sort of camp, it's the wrong sort of bad dialogue it's the wrong sort of gore most of the time, It, even though it is picking the ingredients it's like it picked them from like the wrong side of the world Oh yes, I agree with that I think uh, also for me and why most Resident Evil, like all the Resident Evil adaptations are just not as good as the game is because I feel like they always pick the elements that aren't what people love about those Where's games. Salazar? Like you want a weird freak <laughs> well, like him, right? Are they doing I'm... little triangle puzzles in clocks and stuff? <laughs> but yeah, well, no, but I'm, more, <laughs> but I'm more thinking. So for me, like I was trying to boil it down last night. I was like, what do I love about Resident Evil? And I guess it's the... The isolation, being on your own in a mm-hmm. scary environment, like, mm. you know, an intense environment that you're trying to work out and solve. Like, what is this place? What's going on? What's yeah. the mystery here? And maybe the first film maybe tiny, did a tiny bit of mm-hmm. that. Apart from that, nothing else. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I kept seeing the title card, Flash Up Resident Evil. But then I was like, in what way does that title make any sense to what this story is? Anymore? Yeah, they turn them more into, like, conspiracy or, like, like yeah, like... yeah. One one of the things I have is like obviously half of the show is about a post apocalypse situation. It's like when has Resi actually been about post apocalypse? Yeah. It's about outbreaks. It's yeah. always about yeah. kind of like being at ground zero, and the stuff that's not about the post apocalypse is essentially a conspiracy thriller of 
Wesker's two daughters, Billy and Jade, trying to figure out what is it that our dad actually does at Umbrella. Mm. Yeah. I feel like they focus on the wrong stories. Like, I know it's a newer one, and a lot of people like the game. I know some people are less hot on it, but like, isn't like, wouldn't Seven have been a really yeah. good one? Well, Seven to do? and One. Like, that they... would work as a TV show. Like, go into this house, this weird family. Yeah, yeah. Like, that would be. Well, Resident Evil One. Two and seven, all like probably three of the best ones. I, I think they're three of my favorite ones. All have that thing in common: the fact that you're feeling isolated and alone, and you're in these mysterious environments, and you're trying to work out what's going on. And it's usually a fresh face coming into that scene, not understanding this world and what's going yeah. on. And all producers who make shows and films, all they see is like zombies, umbrella, mm-hmm. science, and that, that they focus on that side of things, yeah. but not the part that actually pe- what made That's, it serious successful. Cool way to have done it is like what they did quite well last year with the Fear Street series: is do three Resident Evil, like do take three of the games, take three of the stories, and kind yeah. of make three different anthology things that kind mm-hmm. of connect. That would have been a cool way. But I'm not making Resident Evil things for Netflix. So yeah. what do I know? Um, I am excited. <laughs> like, like Matt said, it is strangely compelling. I have watched three episodes, and I will say the third episode was by far the best out of those three, what I've seen. There was a scene with liquors that was like, okay, this is actually a really good scene. I was like really engaged watching it. So I, I do want, when considering at the start of this week, I had no intention of watching this show whatsoever. Mm. I'm quite surprised at the turnaround. I know um, you said that the kind of like the writing and the feel and the music's quite cheap. Like the actual zombos themselves, do they look quite cheap as well? They look very generic. Yeah. I, I will say that I'm pleased that they were humans dressed up as zombies rather than CG. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I will say is when the liquors come in, they look a goddamn lot better than the liquors oh, did yeah. in the Welcome to Raccoon City film. Like, like it does. It's not got super books behind it, but it's got just enough to kind of make it work. Yeah. yeah. Well, there we go. I mean, I don't know if you guys got anything more to say about it, but it doesn't sound brilliant. But you know. I do th- there is some okay. mad like and maybe it makes more sense because I'd sorry, I'm I'm off on one. No, go um, yeah, go off. Go yeah, off. <laughs> it maybe it makes more sense as the show goes because like Matt's explained some things that I didn't get straight away. Mm-hmm. Um but then they they are like shoehorning random resident evil things in that don't like it's like what is this fan service or, yeah. or like, what like the fact that in the first episode they've got a grave digger from Resident Evil Three in there for no apparent reason of other than to create a spectacular moment i guess mm-hmm. and that's then... that's very much they have a thing from resi 4 is in i think the next episode you've got to think it's in episode four and it's just in there for here's a thing that you recognize does yeah. he from... by any chance have a giant big chainsaw i'm not gonna say uh... because it's important <laughs> for people to have some mystery um, but and, um well, also the ceo of or i assume she's ceo of um umbrella just has the same surname as like one of the founding members from the games mm-hmm. and she like mm-hmm. loosely referenced on oh, the way my dad used to run it yeah. it just but it just felt like unnecessary yeah. well. she's also terrible yeah, like, she's... like she's awful for yeah. a bit uh, <laughs> that seems to sum up the show unnecessary yeah. um but there we go they keep trying with resident evil they go it doesn't seem like it should be that difficult we've thing given, to make all right we've literally given them the idea it's simple like, make I, like a, a, a pair of people who is stumbling in a location that, that's unfamiliar to yeah. them and there's all sorts of crazy things going on there and they're trying to survive and get out. Yeah. Make it an isolated story. Make it the like, raid. Horror, make it dread. Not, <laughs> of all the genres, it, even on a budget, it's not that hard to make a good horror film. Yeah. i tell you what, there's a bit in it where it's it's filmed like... Because you know how obviously the original reses are set in the 90s like when they were made. Yeah. Mm. And it's filmed like the, the characters are wearing 
costumes and umbrella bits from that era that it's supposed to be. And honestly, I was watching it and I was like, this reminds me a little bit of the FMV cutscenes that used to be in that game. But I'd be well up for watching a resi that was filmed like it was made in the 90s that's got like <laughs> schlock to it. I think oh, that would yeah. be quite fun. That yeah. could be good. And it also like inherently leans into the campiness of the enemies and stuff mm-hmm. as well because it's like that's the whole package is like yeah. that. Yeah, I'd love to see that. Yeah. Well, like I said, I haven't had much time to watch Resident Evil. If you've got any thoughts on it, let us know. IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. But the main reason I haven't had a lot of time is not only because of my uh, snowed under in work, but I've not been able to stop power washing things, guys. <laughs> I've just not stopped. I have sunk... I don't know how many hours into Power Wash Simulator now, but it's getting out of hand. Like I haven't. It's 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 so good. Have you got like, a, a jet washer at home? I we don't. Um, we've we've I think we've rented one before. Like you know, once every year or two, hose down the patio. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, but Mate, um, it's just as satisfying in real life, to be fair. But you need <laughs> but the dirt there. The good thing about Power Wash Simulator is you don't have to. You don't have all the hassle of the wires lugging around this big thing <laughs> and the water bill on top of it. That's you don't have true. to worry about that. Um, Power Wash Simulator is a game. I think it came out on PC quite a while ago, at least in early access. It landed on Game Pass in the last couple of weeks, and I reviewed it for IGN. Gave it a good seven out of ten because this is a good game. Um, it is just a game where you power wash things, but. My God, is it therapeutic. And last week when we were in like near 40-degree weather, just sitting there for a few hours on end and just seeing all of this water splash all around a garden, I was like, my God, this is keeping me sane right now. <laughs> um, yeah, That's, how do I go into what this game is? It's, there's no mystery to it. You're just It's the same as all these simulator games, except this is the one that's clipped with me, and I don't know why. There's just something very therapeutic about like the early levels of this game. Like The first one, apart from your own van you have to clean, is just this back garden that like everything is just inexplicably covered in like mud and dirt. <laughs> I don't know how this garden has got this dirty. You have to clean all the fences, the trellises, the, the water feature that's not working, the shed, the barbecue... And you just you have your power washer and you set it to the widest nozzle, just get away that base layer of dirt. But then you have to get in that like you know that zero degree nozzle to get that real. (laughs) Matt, you're despairing here. (laughs) Sounds good. (laughs) And really get in and get all this lichen out and this like rust off of things. And like it's just getting the hundred percent. Like some of these levels, they get bigger as the game as the career mode goes on. And there's over like thirty of these levels. Uh, upwards of 20 hours the career mode will take you some of these levels take like have taken like two hours to finish because it's like this giant there's one that's just a whole mini golf course you have to glean um there's one that's like a mars lander on mars there's um a whole steam train there's just oh it's just (laughs) it's so i sound so mad but no sounds good (laughs) i know it's just so therapeutic and i just can't stop power washing things and the more the more you do in the career, the more stars you get and the more money you get it means you can buy better power washers, better extensions, so you can uh, get do better, deal better damage. What have you it's got your eyes on? What have, what? Um, well, I've already got the pro-level power washer, so I have, <laughs> and I've got the uh, long extension for it. Now, to complete my set, I need the soap nozzle for it, so I can start using my... This something else you have, which is cleaning liquids, so different... <laughs> there's, like, six different ones for the different surfaces, like metal, um, wood, plastic, etc., so that can make a job go easier, but they are... Ten dollars a bottle, so you have to be Ooh. a bit, you know, they don't last long, so you have to be a bit uh, <laughs> careful with those. Ah, <laughs> um, oh, I just love power washing. It's so relaxing, and like 
there's just I think the thing that's so meditative about it is you can so easily have it as a podcast game, which I have a bit, but there's no music in the game, there's no voice work, there's only the sound of your power washer really just letting rip with some water and whenever you clean a certain object like there can like the checklists on some of these levels can be about 300 things long when you when you tip them off it just is a little ding and every time that goes off it's like yes yes another two dollars serotonin yeah <laughs> oh, it's just i can't like i do think this is a dell game and i oh, yeah. thank god this isn't on playstation because the platinum for this would probably take forever but you do it um, I want it. Give it to me on PlayStation, yeah. please. Um, but yeah, it's free on Game Pass. Like, I can't... If you just want to chill out... And you, if you live with anyone, you probably will get some weird looks. It's like, what the hell are you doing? It's the opposite um, way around. My housemate is obsessed with it. Really? <laughs> oh, it's just... So you haven't you haven't thought of picking it up yourself, man? I've, I have downloaded it, but like, I'm, I'm playing other games that allow <laughs> that me my to review hit did, things you with You didn't swords. read my and go, God, I've got to try this. No, no. <laughs> I've um I've had an idea for DLC and they can have the I don't know who the developers okay. are they can have this one for free. Okay. Uh, you know in um, Dead by Daylight they've got they get all these licenses in of mm. characters from horror things. Get video game locations oh, like into your game like get a, like a level from The Last of Us put that in there and obviously it's a really grimy location anyway. Yeah. It's just new locations what, to power like wash are based the, on other video games like the Baker House from like Resident there you Evil go or see like that. oh that'd be amazing license like, yeah, to print you, money. You'd have to get the scaffolding out to get on that roof, though, and that really get in there and get in those gutters. Um, <laughs> it's so good. I really, I'm having a lovely time with it. It's one of those things where I just, I saw a few people talk about. It, I downloaded it on a whim, and I thought I'll just try this for ten minutes for the for the fun of it, so just see what it's like. I played for four hours straight, and then two days later, fast forward, I've reviewed it. It's just, just you know, it's one of those. It it caught me at the right moment. And I think, yeah, I just needed to chill do out. Do your mum and dad know about this obsession? Are they expecting you to do the the wash at the end of the summer? <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. But yeah, it's just, I just can't. Yeah, can't recommend Power Wash Simulator <laughs> enough, really. Despite giving it a 7 out of 10, because don't get me wrong, <laughs> it's not, you know, it doesn't have a lot of things you'd expect from a great game, but it's just a good time. Mm. It's just a good time to, to waste away those hours when you're trying not to sweat which is what I was doing for most of last week. Um, what have we got next? Oh, I've got another game I played that is the opposite of this. I think this was because I finished this game and went to Power Wash because I needed to relax a bit. I finally played Near Automata. I said I would after, is it two, three or four weeks ago, we did our RPG draft special. I was like, I've got to play this game. It's next on my list because basically I thought the music was amazing. And I finally played it all, played through all three of the main routes, got multiple different endings. And yeah, I think this is its a special game. I know I'm telling a lot of people that have already played this probably that this is a special game, but I don't think we ever really spoke about it on this podcast. So like... Well, we have. I literally, I played it for the first time in January last year, I thought I think. we talked about Replicant, sorry. No, I no, no. I played, I played Automata um, well, here's like at another, the start of last year. Well, here's another member of this podcast telling you if you haven't played near Automata, definitely play it because it's it's in some ways like some other games. But in a lot of ways, unlike anything I've ever played. Oh, yeah, there's the, particularly in its final stretch, I've never played anything like it. Yeah. It is bananas how much creativity is in that final stretch. Yeah, and just like anything down to the yeah the most pure systems of how the chip system works, putting in, putting in and out skills. Um, yeah, I just there's so many things from that game. I feel like you just don't see in any other games, and like music being, like, I fully understand why everyone. 
I'd heard like one or two songs from it before, but like hearing the whole thing, I'm like, yeah, this is some of the greatest game music I've ever heard. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm now looking. I don't know if I'm going to go back to Replicant. I haven't decided yet. Uh, it, it's good. I wouldn't say it's anywhere near close to what Automata is in terms of just like like the the weird thematic kind of grandeur of Automata mm. is not matched by what Replicant has. Yeah. I would recommend it, Dale, but I, I just don't think it's your cup of tea looking at. No, and that's fine. You know, not every not game, not every game is for everybody. I'm just mm. listening to you guys talk about it. I think I am going to now become a bit of a platinum boy, though. I'm getting a bit of a platinum kick. I've downloaded both Bayonetta's. I played the first. Oh, platinum the developer. No, not the trailer. You got excited there. I was like, hello. I've got like twenty odd platinum. I'm a part-time platinumer, but um, (laughs) I haven't done one in a while actually. Strays, um, strays achievable. Is it? I've heard there's a very hard like speed run. That's not that hard. It doesn't look that hard anyway. Well, we'll see. but yeah, I've downloaded both Bayonets, played the first hour of the one. I know these games are what meant to be wild. I didn't know quite how bonkers the opening half an hour of Bayonetta would be until... Oh, when you're on the falling <laughs> bits of masonry yeah, with and all the... even just the cutscenes after the way yeah, they talk. Like, and, like, you know, like I, I've heard rumours, but God, is it a horny game. <laughs> you couldn't tell that from the main character's image. Yeah, but even the cuts... Like, I've never really, like, fully taken part in it, but uh, now I am... <laughs> It's, yeah, they get they they don't they don't hold back is all no. I say. Um, but yeah, maybe I'll give a bayonet report in a couple of weeks because I want to be excited for three, so I'm aiming to play both of those, and they're not very long before uh, before three comes out. So yeah, here we go, a little platinum update. Joe's not here to talk about platinum, and he'll be gutted, but I'm sure you'll hear that at some point when bayonet three comes out. Uh, do you know what I think we'll do right now? Actually, let's play an endless search. Oh, inside. It's a UK IGN crew. Shit. Yeah, yeah, and the ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside. I got a question for you. Hold tight the DJ, we're coming through. Yeah, yeah, and the ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside. I got a question for you. Is it in the search? Oh, do you know what? It's actually been a couple of weeks since we've played our new favourite game, the one star review game. Oh, so I've got three different films here that we're gonna uh, read some mad opinions on did we ever settle on a title for this no people were still sending we had about 35 different titles um what what, what do you want to call it this week i do feel like the one that comes to mind straight away that was a user submitted one was one star wars that does feel like very concise way of describing this it's a good one okay this week it's called one star wars (laughs) um like if you haven't listened before i've got three different films here that are generally considered to be good films um by most sane people um but then there's those people on imdb who like to write one star reviews out of 10 i may add by the way of um yeah these films and i've taken little snippets from their reviews and these clues are going to get steadily easier over the five different clues you get five points for the first one and one point towards the end Let's do Only it. Only three films because it can take a little long sometimes, especially if I want to read out all these all these statements that people <laughs> have said. So, right, here's the first film. Okay. And the first review. I paid 20 quid for this, and what a waste of money. I'd read all the reviews and had very high expectations. The acting was cheesy. I know I'll be in the minority, but I'm entitled to my opinion. Don't bother with the soundtrack on Spotify, as none of it is used. Absolute waste of my time. <laughs> what the hell? I haven't actually checked the, to, to check if that's true, but uh, yeah, it's weird that 
none of the Spotify soundtrack would be in the film. I don't believe that. That's a very that's... interesting detail. Mm. See, I I know of things where like stuff that's in the trailer never made it mm. into the film. Like like for example, the Scott Scott Pilgrim has got like. I can't remember. There's a really good piece of music in in the Scott yeah. Pilgrim trailer that's not in Scott Pilgrim. But the only film I can think of with music on Spotify that's not in the film is Pop Star Never Stop Never Stop. Oh, it's not that, but that, that's a good shout there. Um, I'm not saying the films like that, but it's a good good theory <laughs> around it. Uh, I'd be amazed if you didn't get it. To be yeah. fair. Uh, I, I, I don't know, so I'm just going to throw out Zootopia. <laughs> That'd be amazing if it was Zootopia. It's not. <laughs> All right, next clue. The original was a great movie for the times with an incredible soundtrack. This is just a poor copy of the original. I had to go to the toilet with 30 minutes to go. I didn't go back in, just kept walking and shaking my head. Don't believe the hype. <laughs> uh, specifically good films, right? Yeah. We're talking yeah, yeah. about, okay. Because the first thing that came to mind was Anchorman 2 there, but that is not <laughs> a good film. Imagine, leave it. I like the thought of him just walking to the toilet, not stopping and shaking his head. <laughs> Can you, did you say the original? He the original the... was a great movie for the times. Top Gun Maverick? It is Top Gun hey. Maverick. There we go. Is the soundtrack this? Oh, look at this soundtrack thing. Well, I don't know. I've not seen the film, so I can't. I think it's nonsense because a lot of the soundtrack is in the film, uh, including like the Lady Gaga song plays at the end and stuff like that. Um, Yeah, it's imagine walking out of film being disappointed. I don't, I don't believe it. Um, But yeah, so that's four points to Dale. I should probably keep it on this you still haven't seen the film Dale which is an absolute no disgrace. I saw one of my best friends the other day as well and he's like not someone I would ever imagine watching <laughs> Top Gun and he was like have you seen Top Gun Maverick it's brilliant and Man. I was like no I haven't watched the original he's like you don't need to and I was like fucking hell everyone's you telling still me should, now though. yeah, yeah. <laughs> gotta do it gotta do it I probably will um, at some point yeah see is there any other <laughs> here's some other reviews for Top Gun Maverick that people had shallow romance shallow character work extremely predictable literally no stakes mission is extremely vague I hate this movie and everyone who liked it <laughs> alright so that's making me not want to see it you know, uh, this guy clearly knows what he's talking about <laughs> briefly summarised uh, get the girl kill the baddies save the planet for a good action film I watch a Tom Cruise film for a sane worldview, I look elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the last one. Between the 20,000 extreme close-ups and extremely old people in uniform, it was impossible for me to watch. And I was in aviation in the military. I walked out halfway through because it brought me to tears. Not tears of joy, tears of boredom. What? Have you ever cried out <laughs> <No>. of boredom? <laughs> I'm so bored I might just cry. Mad. Right, four points to Dale, though. Uh, next film. First clue. It's overrated at crap. <laughs> it's not even that good, and it's babyish. I hope the sequel bombs at the so, bleh, I hope the sequel bombs at the box office. Huh. So a sequel coming out soon. Based on when was this mentioned. review written? No. Oh. Because I need to know Can if the sequel that, is is coming or, or is it already yeah. out. Um, it would have it would have been a recent review. Okay, right. So a sequel probably might have just. Come it was. Out. I, I. Do you know what I'll say? Yeah, that review will have been written in the last three years. 
Okay. That could still mean the sequel is already oh, out. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not giving you. Uh, I don't give Avatar. It's not Avatar. No. You are on the right lines, though. I'll give you that hit. It's a film where the sequel hasn't come out yet. Okay. Okay. Um, and it's babyish. <laughs> or people think it's babyish. Yeah, well, it this, doesn't mean this it is. one. Do not, not listen to that. these people. <laughs> yeah, we can't exactly take them at, uh, at their word here. Yeah. Yeah, I've got nothing apart from Avatar right now. Yeah, Avatar, I think it would have been really good for it because I can see where you get it from at least. Mm. Oh, we, next one, Cody. Okay, let's move on. Du, 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 du. For four points. Terrible music. Entirely unnecessary, useless, and annoying music. Ruined the movie. Average movie overall. And incredibly overrated. They gave us one star. Um, the worthless and mindless music started blaring at least 15 times throughout the movie. Very Is it shallow. June? And a- no. Uh. That's a, Babyish. That was, that was a good shout out. <laughs> Very shallow and annoying rap nonsense. Can't deal with it. I've never seen a movie with less fitting music. They really did not like the music in this Oh, film. Jesus. There's a little bit of a clue there, though. Yeah. Uh, I'm struggling to think of something that's got a sequel coming like that. Mm. No, I'm drawing a blank. Mm. We're moving on for three points. <laughs> this one just opens with, My eyes! <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't even finish watching because of the awful animation. The way the characters move Oh, into so the Spider-Verse. Awful. It is oh, into the Spider-Verse. Okay. There we go. To finish Awful off that music. Room. Well, they're bad opinions, they are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, the way the characters moved was so unorthodox, it became disorienting and eventually painful. I had to leave the theatre. I was determined to finish the movie, so I came back and just listened to it with my head down. What? <laughs> I mean, it is unorthodox, but it's cool. Like, it's I just going to the cinema and see someone put their head between the, their legs just to listen. Um, the other reviews for that don't get me wrong the voice acting was cool origin stories are cool but waiting almost the entire movie for him to do absolutely nothing was incredibly stupid and don't get me started on the Weibo anime girl creators of this movie watch hentai <laughs> well <laughs> yeah you might have a case there <laughs> uh, and the last clue would have been this movie is a waste of time because there's only supposed to be one Spider-Man not two three four five or six this is not Big Spider six Someone right. hasn't read a comic. <laughs> yeah, really odd, odd opinions. That makes it four three to Dale, with Ooh. one film Bloody left. Hell. There we go. For five points. Now I know this movie is the national pride of America, but I can't help it. It's a blown up, too long, stupid movie. Now you can say, oh, he's 16. He doesn't know anything about movies. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> that was like me when I was 16. <laughs> uh, so, you know, what have you got from that? Oh, it's is blown that it? up oh, okay. too long, stupid movie. It's a national pride of America, but it's blown uh, up too in, long. Independence Day. I don't know. No. <laughs> is that considered a good movie? I don't know. Yeah, that's a good movie. National Pride of America. Is it something like Shawshank? Is it Shawshank Redemption? It's not Shawshank. (laughs) Right, next clue for four points. (laughs) I'm just like, well, you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) 
I love putting my 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 voice to these this, this madness. Um, four points. Their name translates as Lionhearted, suggesting that the heroes are to be compared to Richard the Lionheart, legendary chivalrous hero of the Crusades and friend to Robin Hood. It would be kind of absurd to call. Yeah, sorry. It would be kind of absurd to call a scuzzy dirtbag by the name Lionheart. There's a little bit if you know, uh, know a little bit of knowledge to that one. <laughs> what what could a translation be? Uh, oh, yeah. What, uh, what language is he going to be? Oh, their name translates as Lionhearted. Lionhearted. Give you, give you, give you a moment. No idea. I feel like when you tell me this, I'm going to already, I'm going to be able to connect those two. Yeah, things you'll together. be able to connect that quite easily. But if you don't, <laughs> if it, if it's not popping up, it's not going to pop up. I don't. Yeah. Think. Okay. Roll there on. We go. That was a no- that was a knowledge basically. <laughs> uh, right, three points. The movie was based on a very bad book with a horrible language and style. It's no secret that the movie is better than the book, but it doesn't make it good. Mm. Based. That second a- clue is really like throwing a spanner in the works. <laughs> I wouldn't think too hard because if you yeah if you're not gonna but we know it's based on a apparently a very bad book but the film is better than that bad book Forrest Gump <laughs> oh sorry I didn't write there's a second part to this clue oh I will retract that mm-hmm. that guess guess from there the st- so it doesn't make the book good the story that turns violent ruthless criminals into men of honor uh, into men of honor and the horrible world of crime into something beautiful and almost royal oh. good fellas no mm, why would it be that i mean it could be based on a book yeah but the name thing like doesn't oh well, anyway uh, get hung up on that name lionheart thing so it's like a bunch of criminals that... The story like, that turns violent, ruthless criminals into men of honour and the horrible world of crime into something beautiful and almost royal, based on a book. And it's the National Pride of America and a 16-year-old thinks it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, it's like trying to think like how literal is like the crime. Is it like a mobster film? Is it a war film? It's about war I mean, crimes. Like, is it like of... Robin Hood as well? Like, mm. He's referencing Robin I don't know. Mm. Gladiator. You can move on if you want. Yeah. <laughs> For two points. This is, you need this one to win it, Matt. Otherwise, mm-hmm. the best you can do is a draw. For two points. And I think you'd be able to, Well, the clues are coming. <laughs> I watched this film with my friend. His Italian wife and her parents, who don't speak English, and get this, they fell asleep. Is <laughs> it the greatest... Godfather? It is the Godfather. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> so close. Corleone. Oh, is that... Oh. Okay. So I didn't know that that's what that translated to, but like, now you say it makes sense. Yeah. Um, the rest of this review, the greatest movie of all time, and they fell asleep. I am, I managed to stay awake, but it was hard. But my friend loved it for some reason. But my friend loved it for some weird reason. But he's an oddball, so he doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, he's the oddball in this situation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe the best film ever made. Um, last review. <laughs> this is also oh, right. This is not my opinion. I will have to say re- reiterate this. I don't want anyone clipping this out and thinking this is my opinion. Al Pacino gained a big reputation from this one. 
and I'm left bemused as to why. And this unfortunate idea has meant Pacino, a mediocre actor at best, (laughs) has been able to infiltrate our cinema screens (laughs) on far too many occasions with a distinct lack of passion or charisma in any role he displays. (laughs) I like that that guy's thought is that Uh, he's going to get found out eventually. They'll work it out. (laughs) Ridiculous. Uh, Right, that means it is 5-4 to Matt. A big win there, big comeback. We had our fun. Uh, and we also, again, have reaffirmed people's madness. And if anyone doesn't think The Godfather is good, please don't tell me, because I don't care. Uh, so there we go. <laughs> um, some feedback. Uh, despite my previous comment, we love your feedback. And we need to send it in to IGN underscore you gave back at IGN.com. We've got a few different topics bubbling under the surface at the moment so i've got one here from alex moore who says good afternoon people hello it is just afternoon here so mm-hmm. you've timed that well um long time third time being this is my third time it reminded me of the time i started writing to a french pen pal when i was at school as part of the french lessons have we been speaking about pen pals well, at some yeah, point how has uh, this connection happened it just said being as this is the third time i write because oh, it it's first him. three letters being I don't know, we're getting to it maybe (laughs) I never got a reply with any of my first three letters There we go And being thirsty for a French friend (laughs) Okay Then it dawned on me I had to write then in French and not English (laughs) That is is probably a key point there I'm a little concerned why my teachers never proofread them And just let my self-esteem get shattered Well, I hope it's recovered uh, at least a bit, Alex Um Anyway, back to the topic at hand. With songs being the ones that would save me when I was 15, and uh, these are the songs we talk about if you were trapped by Vecna, what song would you use? Um, so when uh, Alex was 15, he would choose Without Me by Eminem. It's a good song. <laughs> it's a good song. <laughs> uh, I, l- I listened to that so much that it became one of my mum's guilty pleasure songs. But I think that's just done, uh, done down to reputation. The song, if it was not, uh, if it was now, would be Electric Callboy. We got the moves. Is anyone familiar? No. Nope. Mm. The band is so unique, and I urge you guys to listen to this song and tell me it's not amazing. Funk metal, count me in. I'll give it. I'll give it a little Funk go. Funk metal, um, blimey. We were also talking about like special source mechanics. I suppose like the near one of like the chip system that have been in some games that haven't really appeared in others that could be good. So Alex has suggested the lie or truth system from LA Noir where you had to judge people based on their facial expressions. <laughs> At the time, I remember the build up to this game uh, being all about how the they imported actors or actresses' faces in this way, or at least that's what they boasted about. Yeah. <laughs> That system is like good in principle, good in idea, right? I think it does work sometimes. Oh, it's terrible but other in times, execution. Other times it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it does work all the time. You can always tell whether yeah, they're yeah, lying yeah. or not, but it's the, <laughs> the, the visual stimuli that you're working with. I, oh. I would love so much for an L.A. Noir This, this is so part much. of me where it wishes it was a video podcast because I could do the expression, but I always remember one saying, hmm, I don't know, and then it would cut to a go, yeah, like <laughs> the most some suspicious, mad little there. face twerk things. It's even better that like it was half the cast of Mad Men doing yeah. mad faces as well. <laughs> yeah. oh, There's so a guy funny. when you're on traffic desk and you're asking him about. He's like sat outside this car that's been like banged up, and just his his like facially, it's, it's like he's eating a lemon. And he's just like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so good. I every now and then I do go back and replay bits of that game. I'm feeling it's coming again. 
Like, I uh, love I it. Love it. I love it so, so much. Good. Yeah. Dude, how shit the open world is in that game, though. It's it just doesn't matter, though, is it? It's just backdrop. <laughs> it's just I remember backdrop. being annoyed about it at the time. I was just like, I wanted more things. It feels right, but yeah, there's nothing to do in it. There's nothing <laughs> to do in it at all, no. Yeah. But yeah, I would. Oh, God. I might go back. I might go back. Um, thank you very much for that. Alex Dale, what have we got? Yeah, this is from Ben Shane, and he says, Hello, all. My name is Ben, and I'm from Utah. On the most recent episode of the podcast filled with Stranger Things chat, you asked for people to go for their go-to snap out of a trance song. After much deliberation, I can say that 15-year-old me wouldn't, would be able to escape Vecna with the help of Sabotage by the Beastie Boys, <laughs> yes. which is a banger. While Absolutely. I wasn't even born when this song came out, I have many fond memories of my father blasting it on full volume in the car as he drove me to school. Your dad sounds really cool. That's a, <laughs> that's a cool trip to school. On another note, Cardi mentioned that he owns the Fallout 4 Pip-Boy from the collector's <laughs> edition. <laughs> something you turn here. Um, something which I've always wanted, so I've come to make a deal. I have a small Winston figurine from the Overwatch collector's edition. And if Cardi <laughs> ever finds himself in the post-apocalyptic Utah, I will gladly trade in my Winston and a few bottle caps for a plastic Pip-Boy that is in no way compatible with my phone. Hmm. Respect the sea and the great Salt Lake. I mean, if I do end up in Salt Lake City or any of the surrounding areas for any reason, I'll, I'll let you know. And can't promise I'll pack the pit blue with me. But uh, do you still have we'll it? See. Like just hanging around. I think I do have it. Yeah, I have it somewhere. Um, yeah, that's like the only. I think that might be like one of the. Is that the only special edition I bought? It's definitely the last one I bought. We've. Uh, it's horrible, isn't it? Yeah. It's so horrible. We've got one in the <laughs> office, although not willing to give it away because it looks kind of yeah. cool from a distance on a set <laughs> the pit boy itself yeah from a distance i mean it's tat but the actual yeah. box it came in is all yes. right i quite like the mm. box mm-hmm. <laughs> uh but yeah like the idea that you'd actually put your phone in that and use oh, the app while you're in the game seemed <laughs> seemed like it would be a fun idea games are doing that Do you remember like like gta uh 5 had the chop app where you could feed chop the dog yeah. and stuff like that like, they had, um, that went away quick didn't it watchdogs 2 maybe i want to say had um like a cool one where it was like the online mode where you would be the guy shutting down the traffic lights and things mm-hmm. yeah, i vaguely yeah, yeah. remember that a multiplayer mode thing um that was kind of cool but also yeah companion apps don't need them. Yeah. It's fine. Get in the bin. Get yeah. in the bin. Do you have any special editions, Matt? I don't know if we uh, ever saw. Um, I'm just looking around the room to see what I've got. <laughs> I've got the uh, I've got the dishonored one because obviously I do. But that's literally was when we were demolishing the office and we had to mm. run down because I never bought that in the first place. But the reason why I never bought it was because I thought it would be awful. Mm. And it's just acceptable levels that it's on top of a wardrobe, <laughs> out of sight. But I've got a nice bit of dishonored memorabilia. Um, other than that, no. Like I've also my friends used to work in games, so I would see the collector's editions yeah. come in. So I'd be able to see. And I remember the Pip Boy one. I was tempted to buy back in the day, but couldn't justify the money. And then when I saw my friends, I was like, "Thank God I didn't." Yeah. But my favorite story is my friend who worked in game. She had to paint the eyes into Geralt statues <laughs> on like a hundred different <laughs> Geralts. Uh, which is just that shows you how fucking bad the QA is on on collector's edition tat. Jesus, fantastic. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. It's the it's always a tough line, isn't it? Because they sell out, so you can't really wait to see what they're like before mm-hmm. you buy them. So like you're just taking that plunge. Yeah. Although I do wish, like, 
I think I said it last time, and I think I'm jealous because Emma has it. The, uh, if I knew I'd like Elden Ring that much, I would have tried to get the Melania one, I think. <sighs> I really worried. Like, I'd much rather, if I wanted a statue of Melania, I'd rather they, I waited until a proper yeah. company that specialise in doing good versions. Mm, and yeah. if I wanted it, I'd pay 200 quid for it. But I don't yeah. want it, so I'm not going to. <laughs> Fair enough. There we go. That line has been drawn. Um, what emails? Have you got Matt? Uh, we've got one from Francis Jackson, who who obviously has we've we've had a few from him before. Mm-hmm. Uh, hi all, hope you are doing well and staying safe in the furnace that is London. It's a little oh, yeah. less like a furnace. It's today. not too bad today. Oh, it was warm though. Should we talk about the weather again? God, it was hot, wasn't it? <laughs> I really enjoyed the MCU villain casting section on last week's podcast, and have decided to write in with two of my suggestions. Firstly, we know that Blade will soon be introduced to the MCU, and as a quick aside before my villain cast, I'm really hoping, but not expecting, that they stick to Blade's comic origin, i.e. that he is British. Uh, it's not going to happen. Probably unlikely, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Although um, he did appear, what, at the end of, spoiler for the uh, post credit scenes for Eternals. Don't but see you do, him, though, do you? You hear him, but yeah. that scene does take place in London. It so. does. Mm-hmm. Maybe, never know. Maybe he's uh, an American in London. Maybe. Maybe. Anyway. The villain that Francis wants introduced in Blade is Deacon Frost, who is responsible for the death of Blade's mother. Spoiler. (laughs) (laughs) He is described as tall, white-haired, mid-60s gentleman, and I think Gary Oldman would be the perfect casting. There were rumours years ago that Gary Oldman was in talks to play a villain in the MCU, but I have no idea how reliable those were. He has also played Dracula, which is one of my favourite performances of his, and he could bring that into the Deacon Frost role. Also, like Gary Oldman's fucking incredible in Leon when he goes absolutely oh. batshit mad towards the end of that film. He's so good when he, yeah, he's mm-hmm. just let off the leash. Yeah. Um, I could see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think that's good. Uh, my other suggestion is the villain. I think it's pronounced Null. It's difficult when you read comics, right? And they've not done the MCU yeah. role yet. Mm-hmm. It's either Knoll or Null. <laughs> I think it's Null. <laughs> Uh, you never know with Marvel, right? They've got absolute yeah. batshit names. Uh, Null rules over the Abyss and is the creator of the symbiotes. He is also responsible for Gore the God Butcher, since the Necrosword is Null's. The Null and Gore comic storyline is very dark. Gore's, Gore's arc in the MCU suffers by being more light-hearted, I feel. So not sure how they would adapt Null, but if they were going to, the actor for the role should be Killian Murphy. Is, is Killian, is that how you say yeah. Killian? Uh, it's, it's Killian. Yeah, yeah it's, it's Killian, Killian. Yeah. Uh, another brilliant actor who is just scary from his presence alone, and I think he would do the role justice. Yeah, I'd love that. Yeah. I mean, he's already, he's done what well, he's done the Batman villain, so mm-hmm. yeah, I could see him doing the. It depends if he wants to be uh, put in that box again. <laughs> I'm a comic. What does Noel look like? Uh, I've Ooh, no. I, to be very quite honest, that symbiote side, I don't really know. Yeah. I, I have Noel read a lot of looks stuff. like oh god, he's a big. It's hard to really explain. It's like a big armor. Oh Jesus! <laughs> like, yeah, I could. He looks, looks like a World of Warcraft face. villain. I could see, I <laughs> yeah. could see Killian Murphy in Killian, yeah. Maybe um, his face on a CGI body mm-hmm. sort of situation. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's the right. Yeah, another good choice, Francis. Yeah, let's do that. Mm-hmm. I'll let uh, Kevin know, and uh, <laughs> we'll get it done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I do agree, and I think they absolutely butchered Gore for Thor. I don't think they did a don't very good job. Spoil it. I've not seen it. Yet. I'm not going to. Okay. But the whole idea of it's it's too lighthearted. I do agree with. I okay. think it was a much more interesting story in the comics. Mm. I haven't heard actually what you thought about Thor. Did you? What would you? Fucking hated it. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, Jesus. I really did not like it. Unfortunately. <laughs> there we go. That is. Did you like it more or less than Doctor Strange? Uh, so it put into perspective how much I actually did. In it. I think Doctor Strange like fucks up Wanda's storyline colossally, mm-hmm. but is super entertaining all the way through. Like it's just weird, and I had a fun time watching it. I just I like. 
I cringed all the way through Thor. I just oh, thought it was woefully no. unfunny. Uh, well, look forward to it, Dale. <laughs> well, I'm doing a rewatch with my wife right now, and we've got one film up to Ragnarok, and I'm very excited to watch Ragnarok again. Ragnarok's great. Yeah, it's like yeah. that's like my fourth favorite Marvel film. Yeah, the more I think about it, the more Love and Thunder is kind of just it's an imitate, it's a poor imitation of Ragnarok, isn't it? I've got it really low on my list, like Uh-oh. super low. Well, there we go. Maybe you never know. Maybe in time you'll. Uh... Realize maybe. maybe not. It won't um, lift up its costume design though, which looked like it was pulled out of like a <laughs> uh, a costume shop rather than actual Marvel. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, there we go. Um, as usual, send in your feedback. IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN dot com. If you've been playing Power Wash Simulator, tell us. If you've watched Resident Evil, tell us. Um, who? What other voice lines would you like to come out of a cat in Stray other than <laughs> Jason? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let us know. IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. It was a pleasure. What should we have for music? I haven't even thought about what that. What was the song that the somebody Ben was it Ben Shane that suggested it? Or no, Alex Moore suggested it? That electric cool boy, we got the moves. We want some we put some funk metal in. Yeah, why not? Let's do it. Why not? Let's introduce everyone to it. There you go, Alex. Everyone now knows the song you want. There we go. Goodbye. Bye. See ya.